that if I hydrate myself the way Big Water tells me I'm supposed to, mm-hmm. and I believe Big Water has the self-interest in mind, if I hydrate myself as much as Big Water wants me to, I have to pee constantly. We've disagreed on this for years. You're dehydrated. You're clearly dehydrated. <laughs> All right. <laughs> how how long is it after you get up in the morning before you usually relieve yourself? Immediately. Okay, immediately. Yeah. When's the next time? Mm, I don't know, 8 o'clock? Dehydrated. Clearly dehydrated, shriveled up like a little bean. Here's my belief. The human beast has evolved over hundreds of thousands of years, and it will drink enough. There's where you're wrong. It'll be fine. You're thirsty long before you're thirsty. That doesn't make any sense. And hungry (laughs) long after you're hungry. That doesn't make any sense from an animal-evolving standpoint. That's why, as a a beast, we are now fat and dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Because we can't trust our instincts. That aside, you know why? Trump. <laughs> that aside, if I drink as much as Big Water wants me to, yes, uh, I do have to pee all the time, uh, like every five minutes all day long. Oh, Who no. can live like the that? The lament of the older man. <laughs> I gotta get the truck. I gotta get the trucker's friend strapped to the inside of my leg. I gotta start wearing baggy pants. Why wouldn't you? Why yeah. wouldn't you? A personal comfort device. Yeah, no choice. Step, Step up from the current Tupperware system we got going. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. <laughs> Because when it doesn't, nah, that's that was too much. I almost yeah, went too was, far, folks. I apologize good for, for even thinking of what I was about to say. The so, looming government shutdown. We'll discuss next. Do shut up. All right. So, um, the, the final story in the fake news awards. I almost didn't do it because I thought it was kind of a minor concern, but it was. It's really quite amazing, and and it it goes to show, it goes to prove or illustrate a, a bigger point, which we've made before that the newsrooms of America run on enthusiasm. Assignments are given out, stories are written, turned in, blah, blah blah, based on people's just people's enthusiasm for the story. And if you know eighty percent of the newsrooms of America hate Donald Trump, they're going to have a lot of enthusiasm for stories that are anti-trump. And in August, eighty percent of the newsrooms, yeah, I was being charitable. Yeah, I'd say. Um, so in August, the New York Times and the Washington Post more or less humiliated the New York Times on this story as an interesting kind of uh, subtext. But the New York Times printed a story about how the sweeping federal climate change was being suppressed by the Trump administration and that scientists feared that it was being, uh, uh, well, suppressed, hidden away, not aired, and the Trump administration was interfering with science, blah, blah, blah. Well, then the New York Times had to uh, print a correction that said an article on Tuesday about a sweeping federal climate change report referred incorrectly to the availability of the report, and in some other difficult-to-penetrate language said uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, It actually was uh, uploaded by a certain organization. Well... Didn't that story factor in in the whole March for Science thing that yes. people participated yes. in all across the country? Yeah, it helped fuel it. Well, the Washington Post, again, humiliating the New York Times, said that correction which sits at the foot of the story dutifully straightens out the record. Yet the magnitude of the screw-up, given the magnitude, it should sit atop the story, surrounded by red flashing lights and perhaps an audio track to instruct readers. Warning, this story once peddled a faulty and damaging premise. The long and short of it is that the administration had made it available. It had been uploaded by a nonprofit. And indeed, during the public comment period of the report, the New York Times had a copy of it and wrote about it. 
Now, the Washington Post goes on to point out, well, yeah, there may be some scientists who are concerned that sometime in the future the the report will be quashed or changed, but there's nothing to suggest that it has been or ever will be. So the story was built on an entirely false premise while the New York Times was in possession of a freely available copy of the report. You know what's damaging about this is so... Uh, it's, it's a little scary. So the conversation for the last several days has been all about um, uh, Trump trying to stop the free press and how he's like Stalin mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. And I said I do think he gives some cover to dictators. Oh, no doubt. But unfortunately, nobody I haven't heard anywhere is having a discussion about how do you have some of the biggest news outlets in America screw up to this level and that's because they've got such an enthusiasm for a certain story that they're ignoring facts they're not doing their job yeah it's like being a bad cop or a bad doctor or something you're a bad journalist and it's what woodward and bernstein talked about a couple of weeks ago the famed wapo reporters that brought down the nixon administration that people have so much of an enthusiasm for a certain story that they're um they're letting their enthusiasm get in the way of being good journalists they never had that sort of of enthusiasm. They just wanted to find out the facts, mm-hmm. and that's the only way you can do it. And that that's what's troubling. That is that it's it's making us more divided. We're already plenty divided yep. on these issues of immigration and a variety of different things. God, we don't need a bunch of fake stories from our best newspapers and news channels that are completely phony, right? To stoke the fire that doesn't help anybody. I don't care what side you're on. It sells commercials. Speaking of selling commercials, in the limited time we have in this segment, why don't I do this and then we can do the the DACA thing next, if that's cool with you? Sure. Uh, we got the, a really nice note from Al Anonymous, and he's anonymous because he's in the military, but um, he does a really nice job of summarizing what we're trying to do here. And I know it's kind of mystifying to some of y'all, and it's mystifying to radio executives, too. It's held us back. We're not Rush clones, and we're not the liberal show or whatever, but it's fine. It's kind of fun to do, and we enjoy the work, and we're reasonably well compensated, so I'm not complaining. But... Here's what Al says. Uh, he wants to express his uh, his appreciation. Your show gives me hope that there's still some even-mindedness in the world. Yours is perhaps the only program that admits openly to the existence of some kind of nuance behind the stories of the day and can make me laugh about it. I no longer drink anything while listening to y'all for fear of aspirating or shooting liquid through my nose. That's just a sensible precaution. Your musings and opinions give me a voice and also challenge my own perceptions my when I don't agree. musings. Thank That's you. That's what I should say at the dinner table at night. Now, father's musings. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Get a sponsor. Brought to you by, uh, I don't believe it's not butter, or whatever the hell. Uh, to help me become a better critical thinker and provided an anchor in a time where everyone seems to be losing their mind over the slightest offense. In a world of fake outrage, it's comforting when you all bring in some fresh steaming reality. So there you go. We don't expect you to agree with us all the time. We're not always going to preach one side of it. You know, like my views of Donald Trump, I love a lot of his policies, and I think he is an enormously flawed practically comically nutty individual. And I wish he'd quit acting like a 12-year-old. Well, On the, the other hand, I agree with a lot of his policies. The story we just talked about. Who, who else is saying, and everybody should be saying this, the president shouldn't be uh, the one calling out the press as unreliable. No. On the other Certainly hand... shouldn't be calling him an enemy of the people. No, he shouldn't be doing that. On the other hand, these stories, most of them are really, really over the top, just... 
they shouldn't be in the business of journalism. Right. They're so far off track, and this is not good for the country either. Yeah, welcome to the world of both are true. That's kind of the A&G thing. Or, on another uh, topic, neither are true. The Democrats are lying to you like mother scratchers about immigration, as are the Republicans. If you can handle that sort of notion, keep listening, please. Well, on that topic, I wanted to talk a little bit about, briefly, about the DACA thing and the government shutdown. Briefly. More about the topic than the uh, the, the particulars. Okay. Uh, just drives me crazy. Did you hear Chuck Schumer actually say yesterday, leader of the Democrats in the Senate, if God forbid we have a government shutdown? Oh, God. I save my God forbids for my children's health or me having a heart attack, not for if the federal government shut down for two days and they caught up on the payments 48 hours later. Chuck Schumer is a phony lying piece of crap, Jack. You should keep that in mind as you listen to him. If God forbid there was a government shutdown. Oh, the horror! God, that's unbelievable. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. Got a girl from the south side. Got brazen hair. First time I seen her walk by. And I about fell up on my chair. Had to get her number. It took me like six weeks. What do you think of this line here? Now her and me go way back like Cadillac seats. What do you think of that? Too much? No. Oh, I thought that was pretty clever. We go way back. Like Cadillac like seats, which is a cool imagery thing. Sure. Anyway. This is your hip-hop country that's so popular. This is uh, a country song? Yes. What? It's like the hottest country song in America. How interesting. I know. He's got another hot country song that is way less country than this. Wow. Yeah. What does country mean? I don't know. I really don't know. Um, uh, One of your dumb crook stories, a classic. They uh, handcuffed this dude hours after he left a note at the bank he was robbing written on the back of his girlfriend's pay stub. That's a classic, isn't it? Beautiful. A classic. We're going to do classic dumb crooks. That's oh, the yeah. one. That's, that's, that's it. right. That's an all-timer. A uh, number of op-ed pieces I'm looking at in the Washington Post that are pretty good. I might suggest to the girlfriend she rethink the whole thing. Who she's dating, maybe? Yeah. Not as your, not only is your boyfriend a, a bank robber, but he's uh, dumb as a box of hair. <laughs> he's not that bright. Right. Uh, op-ed piece in the Washington Post. What if Trump had said dung heap? Does the idea behind profanity have any merit? That's a pretty good question there right there. You you brought this up yesterday. If he had said words that mean exactly the same thing, right. but they weren't as coarse, right. does, you know, would that have an effect? Yeah. Uh, the whole thing's ridiculously overblown. It's no. an effort to achieve partisan goals. I think it was probably um, a bad idea to use that sort of language among partisans to give them a club to beat you with for the 150th time. But please, acting truly offended, the question is, why are we accepting bunches of people from from miserable countries that really have nothing to offer us except diversity? More on that in a second. Uh, another op-ed uh, headline. Under Islam, the Orlando shooter's wife is also guilty. As a Muslim, I condemn her. That's interesting. Wow. For, uh, for not going to the cops. Knowing what kind of guy he was. I got no effing interest in uh, what she's guilty of under Islamic law, frankly. We have law in the United States. It's based on the Constitution. Thank you very little. 
Uh, so there might be a government shutdown. Probably won't be the um, if you if you take in media. If you're that sort of person, it's it's nonstop conversation about that. All of them acting like it's the end of the world if the government shut down for a day. Yeah, no kidding. For some reason, I'm not exactly sure why they get so excited about this because very little happens. And a lot of what happens is fake, the stuff, as we yeah. detailed last time. Yeah, the, the Closing the, forests. You can't go in there because of the government shutdown. It's a forest. I'm going to wander around, look at trees. You can't go in there. Or the monuments on the National Mall, where all you do is wander around and look at them. There is no personnel there because there doesn't need to be any, but they put up fences and kept you away during the last government shutdown because they had to make it hurt. They had to punish us for, quote-unquote, shutting them down. Don't you look at those monuments. Close your eyes! <laughs> I swear to God, they do that again, I will fly to Washington and get arrested. <laughs> awesome. Now I'm rooting for a government shutdown. Me too, because I get to see my kid. She goes to school over there. But uh, even Fox uh, goes along with this, oh my God, the government's going to shut down, the world will end. I, I don't I don't know where that comes from. It's a for- Beltway obsession, because they live inside the Beltway. Everybody works for the government, lobbies from the government, gets their money indirectly from tax dollars. It's just- but you, you still get your money. First of all, the last like five, six times, sometime today, you're going to get a little alert on your phone that says... Uh, they avoided a government shutdown by signing a continuing resolution through February or something like that. And right. it'll be over. This is the way it's end like the last half dozen times. Right. Usually with the Republicans caving on some major issue. But um, so it gets worked out. And even if it doesn't, it lasts a couple of days. They they back pay everything. Nobody is damaged in any way. There is probably just, a couple of widows that have to wait a few extra days for a check. And it's a damned shame. But the idea that we should go ahead and jam through or continue to jam, jam through these abhorrent, indefensible policies to avoid, uh, you know, old lady McGillicuddy getting her check late. And I say that with all due respect to her suffering. The idea that we should continue to go trillions of dollars into debt because we can't have that happen. Come on now. The only reason this is interesting at all is this is the way we now live our lives. It's it's pretty well, it's pretty me is what it is. It's, it's like me as a 25 year old. Uh, or, or in college, it's like waiting to the uh, the night before your uh, term paper is due, and then just starting. What should my topic be? That's what I, I mean, did. Yeah, that's, that's what I did too. And it's stupid. And I would say only a moron would wait until the last day for a fifteen page term paper that is half your grade before you even pick a topic. You know, Jack. I... <laughs> but I did that all the time. I took a lot of political theory in college, and I don't recall a single society adopting that as a model for governance, <laughs> except for the United States, right? Which apparently has. So you wait until the moment you're going to run out of money to decide all kinds of major decisions that you know are out there. As as we've heard from uh, Congressman Tom McClintock in a private moment and a public moment, this is no way to run a country. Right. So there's that. And then on the DACA thing, which I don't want to get into at all, Tucker Carlson has been big on this. He hammers it every night on his show on Fox, and we've been trying to get him on because he's really good on it. But... Um, he used to come on. Now he's too big for us. Or he might be too busy. He's got his own big time show. I but. choose to be offended. <laughs> awesome. But uh, nobody talks about it from the perspective of the U.S. citizen. It's always presented from the perspective of people who aren't citizens of this country. Right. And how much time. And their needs. <laughs> and their needs. How much time. As a, as a U.S. citizen who pays taxes, how much time am I, am I obligated to spend being concerned about non-citizens? Right. Through the media, including Fox, it's 
all-encompassing. Right. My main focus should be people that aren't citizens of this country and what's best for them. And, well, how will their lives be affected? And what's going to be like for their children, for their parents, for their extended family? Are they nice people? Are they hardworking people? Their country's back home. It's all about them. Why is it not about me, the U.S. citizen? How does this have an effect on me? The industry that I'm in, my taxes, my community, my health care, my schools. It's, it certainly seems you could make the argument that all of the discussion should be about what's best for me, the U.S. citizen. Right. And then let it filter down to the non-U.S. citizens. But it's all driven through. And again, even or, through or, Fox. Or I might say sprinkle in a moral imperative argument sure. if you want. Sure, that's perfectly legitimate. A charitable argument. That's legitimate, too, to introduce it into it. But that is not the argument. Not even close. Not, not, for, even. not for any country on Earth. The, the Those that have gone furthest in that direction, probably your Germany's. That have taken in hundreds of thousands of, uh, of uh, refugees and are now suffering huge political, social uh, upheavals. I congratulate those of you who look at the world that way because you have certainly won the argument. Even Fox News looks at all this stuff purely through the eyes of non-citizens. What should the policy be? Let's ask the non-citizens what the policy should be for the citizens of the country. Or let's watch their angry rally demanding, quote-unquote, their rights. It just seems crazy to me. Yeah, I would agree. It's been stood on its head. But How often do you see a guy who owns a construction company and his employees talking about what illegal immigration does? People that are citizens of this country. Never. Never. Right. You see the illegals and their kids and how it's going to affect them. Really weird perspective on this story. Mm-hmm. You wanted an honest reporting uh, on that? You would have one contractor saying, I can't possibly compete with all American labor, so I hire illegals. And then you'd have another contractor saying, I can't possibly compete with all American labor, so I'm going out of business. Because that's the reality. We hear from those guys all the time. I know those guys. Or you'd talk to a lot of uh, workers who say, in the 30 years I've been doing this, you know, wages keep going down because they keep bringing in people that will work for a lot less. Right. Yeah. So it's bad for me as a U.S. citizen, but nobody cares about the U.S. citizens. We're all only supposed to care about people from other lands, mm-hmm. which is weird. What other country does that? We're in a dream world. We're in an emotional, post-affluence dream world as a people, and certainly as a media. One of the great music composers of all time got an F in high school music. And the school has gone back and changed that grade half a century later. Ah, and on that topic, California has now canceled the high school exit exam. Got very little coverage. They've given up on the idea of educating children. Also has a lot to do with illegal immigration. Right. Uh, Yeah, that's a good story. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Only one West Coast city's on Amazon's short list for a second headquarters. We're going to update you on that. we got a new federal report calling for lowering DUI levels. Stories minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. So they got a list now of 20 cities where Amazon is going to make their headquarters, which is a huge deal. Wow. Huge deal if you get that. It changes your city overnight. Yep. Uh, So stay tuned for all that coming up. Is your city that city? You'll find out next. It's probably not. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys. Most people would consider him a musical genius, wouldn't they? Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's why we held, yeah. He got an F in his high school music class. 
Um, he composed a song that ended up being the Beach Boys Surfing, which was a huge hit. He got an F in the music class, and so they've gone back, and they brought him back to school and gave him an A. <laughs> 55 Good. years later, or whatever it yeah. is. Some odd million number of records sold yeah. later. So, I guess we're wrong. Yeah, yeah. Eh, high school teachers, they do what they can. I uh, <laughs> my One of my best boyhood buddies, Dad, was a music teacher, and he had two of the members of Styx in one of his uh, some of his music college music classes and we asked are they good students and he said no no they're not <laughs> and and i got the idea they they weren't exactly keeping up with their homework right because they're trying to get the band going oh uh news now with marshall phillips well, i gotta tell you a lot of cities bidding and wishing and hoping and amazon's announced it's narrowed the list of cities under consideration for its second headquarters Two twenty. Why are they doing it this way? Like it's a because it's fun. Well, it's Trump style. It's like making yes. everything into a game show. Are they just building? We all talk about Amazon more. I suppose there's no downside for them for that. Yeah, yeah. creating uh, excitement. Does and I suspect yeah. this is the process that they're going through. You know, you narrow it down. You get your finest, the finalists. It's like the uh, the Olympic site thing, except probably with less bribery. No more bribery. I'm just thinking <laughs> yeah. of it. Yeah. So at some point, well. Uh, Will they get all the mayors from these cities together and give each one of them a rose, but then they'll only come down to le- two cities. Oh, we only I have one rose. We only have one rose time. left. I would love that. Yes. Anyway, the largest concentration of the cities in this uh, top 20 list, pretty much all in the Northeast. Amazon's going to be investing $5 billion in the new headquarters, could employ as many as 50,000 people in and around the city Jeez. it chooses. The, the, I don't know if there's ever been anything happen in America. Maybe the gold rush yep. that would change your city overnight like this. Mm. Oh, my God. Bangor, Maine. The list released today includes only one city on the West Coast, and that is Los Angeles. Never heard of it. Austin, Texas, Boston, <coughs> Chicago, Denver on the list. New York City, Miami, Toronto, Washington, Pittsburgh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Did you say Toronto? Way. Yes, I did. That's a foreign country. You can't just throw that in like that, Marshall. <laughs> Toronto. What are you, some sort of globalist? In You're Canada. a globalist. <laughs> in Canada. Okay, go on. Nashville, Tennessee, Newark, New Jersey, and Columbus, Ohio. Uh, Nashville, there's your winner. That'd be a good choice. Yep. Um, but... Uh, it doesn't seem crazy that it'll most likely be on the other side of the country, right? You have two headquarters, right. one on each side of the country. To have them both in the same area, it just seems... Right. And if you've point? ever seen a population map, you'll understand that a hell of a lot of people live in the Northeast. Yeah. So, and, and, but Nashville's close enough to, uh, to service the growing south. Is that our major metropolitan airport? That's my winner. So you throw your support behind Nashville, Tennessee. I do. All right. Let it be noted. Yeah, but what does that do overnight to home prices and all kinds of different stuff? When they announce, yep, 50,000 jobs, $5 billion coming to the city. Oh, wow. Now that these 20 cities have been announced, I'm wondering if their various mayors and committees are all resubmitting. Hey, listen, if you pick us, we're, we'll, up, we'll up our offer. We'll give you the whole city. You can have it. Right. You know? <laughs> the bidding war. Listen, is- you like a house? We'll take the police. We'll throw the people out of that house who live there. You can have it. What if we change the name to Bezosville? How about that? <laughs> right. <laughs> On another, on another more serious note, the California couple accused of starving and torturing their 13 children are going to be making their first court appearance today. The authorities say David and Louise Turpin face charges including torture and child endangerment. The Riverside County DA is going to be holding a news conference later today about the case. The Turpin's kids were found malnourished with some in shackles in their home in Paris, California. All this after their 17-year-old daughter managed to escape 
and called 911. So anyway, they're going to be in court today. Now, to cut down on the 10,000 DUI deaths in the U.S. each year, scientists are calling for lowering drunk driving thresholds. The government report by a panel of the National Academies of Sciences is calling for lowering uh, blood alcohol DUI levels from 0.08 to 0.05. All states are now pretty much at 0.08. Utah is going to lower it to 0.05, but that's not till the end of the year. You know what I would like to know? I don't know if those statistics are available. How many deaths are caused by somebody between 0.05 and 0.08? Uh, aren't uh, I'm just assuming here. I don't actually right. know this, but my guess is that uh, most drunk driving fatalities are people well over 0.08. It wouldn't have mattered if it was if it was 1.0. They're way over it. They're just willing to drive that drunk. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure other than or is it just a psychological thing? to make people more scared of driving drunk. But I don't know that a lot of people driving around at .06 are killing people. I don't know that. I'm trying to verify something I've been told before, that um, drunk pedestrians, um, and there are, let's see, uh, certainly hundreds if not in the low, th- uh, about a third of traffic fatalities. Blah, blah, blah. Well, anyway, I, I've been told that drunk pedestrians are listed as alcohol-involved accidents. Yeah. And frequently used to, to substantiate, you know, DUI laws. I almost right. stepped in front of a cab and got killed one time when I was drunk. I was getting out of a cab and uh, almost got run over. That's counted as a drunk driving fatality. Okay. I believe. I don't know how many of those are. but yeah, again, It's almost 5,000 a year. Pedestrians being killed well, about that's 35%. Had BACs of .08 or higher. That's the legal limit for driving. There is no legal limit for walking. Why is that in every story? I but, don't know. Yeah, again, so... Just yeah. to give you an idea how drunk they are. Well, it just shows you how what a mess these statistics are. Right. I'm not, does, does this accomplish anything other than just making people who are not dangerous um, uh, put them in a bad position? I don't know. I'd like to know that. that really, this report also is recommending that states double all alcohol taxes and cut the hours and days alcohol can be sold in stores, bars, this and by? restaurants. Uh, it's a government commission, uh, by, and the National Academies of Sciences drew it up for them. So it's a yeah, government report. They want to report. limit the number of places you can buy booze, the yep. hours, all that sort of stuff. Yep. I, I don't know. Hey, how about you cure cancer and leave my hobbies alone? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Not that it means anything, but just kind of scanning what the rest of the world sets as their limits. 0.08 is certainly on the higher end. There's many other countries that have that. There's a few that have higher, but most are around the 0.05. That's interesting to know. Okay. I'm not. I'm not weak saying... little countries with weak little cocktails. I don't know that I'm. Right, but it seems like you ought to look into that. Also, would serving booze in fewer places, would that cut down on drunk driving deaths? I don't know that it would. Now i got to drive farther to get it. If you can no longer buy it at the grocery store, does that make that big a difference? I don't know. I just like to know these things before you start making these policies that hang around for the rest of our lives, right? A uh, bunch of stuff to talk about coming up, including a police chief. Who's figured out how to deal with the homeless situation, he says. Wow. We'll have him on the air. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
The White House physician yesterday gave a report on President Trump's first physical exam. Apparently, Trump's fine, but the doctor is definitely shaken. <laughs> I saw everything. <laughs> to get used to that as a doctor the, yeah. hu- the, hu- the average human body the average human body is not that pleasant to look at i i don't even want to think about that because i've had to be prodded in various ways lately and i just i pretend it's not happening it's got to mean nothing to them after a few years but in the beginning it's gotta it's gotta have some effect yeah and there are downsides to this workplace too you know like when you were selling shoes, did it get to the point where like no foot could affect you? Or <laughs> certainly not. Positive Sean, the former shoe salesman, weighs in. Yeah, I, I, I had an Al Bundy phase. Um, <laughs> granted, I only did it for I don't know a handful of months before right. I literally just walked out in middle shift and still, never looked back. <laughs> right, but some people still could take off their shoes, and you go, <laughs> "I'll be right back." <laughs> oh, I'm on break now. I need a stiff drink. All right, uh, got some texts that are interesting. Uh, some of them on the topic of lowering the uh, threshold for being uh, drunk when you're driving, which scientists from the government are pushing. And yeah, I just I just asked the question: Is that is that going to accomplish anything, or how many deaths are caused by people that are under point eight but over point five? Yeah, well, I I don't want to steal anybody's thunder. Well, go ahead. If, if they don't touch on this, I will. Uh, guys, I've been a firefighter for 16 years. Can't remember going on a DUI crash where the BAC wasn't amazingly high. Never yeah. .08. Well, and you can charge somebody with uh, driving under the influence even if they don't blow a .08 if they're driving erratically. Right. I'm a CHP officer, been on 15 years. Lowering is a bad idea. Majority of DUI crashes, the BAC is over .10. Mm. Yeah, just so I wonder what's going on here, right? Uh, it uh, probably wouldn't hurt. It's difficult to mount a counterargument. I just don't know that it's necessary. Well, I think the counter—I don't drink at all, so I have no skin in the game here. But um, uh, I think the counter-argument would be: is drinking alcohol is legal? It's a part of human life. It's a pursuit of happiness, and putting in people in violation of the law for no good reason. Right? There's a liberty argument. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 You're 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 uh, fining me, giving me a ticket, putting me in jail, perhaps. And I haven't done anything that is of any harm to society. Right. All, all you did was pass a law that made it against the law. If you neither break my arm or steal my purse, I got no problem with you, to uh, paraphrase Thomas How Jefferson. about this one? Does the lower alcohol limit have anything to do with the government pushing auto-driving cars? Is it uh, coming from both ends? They're going to make it more and more difficult to pursue happiness, hmm. do something reasonable like have a couple of glasses of wine at dinner, push you into auto-drive cars that, for some reason, the government seems to have a great interest in. I'm not exactly sure what it is. Um, Anything that will get idiots out of the left lane, I'm in favor of. Nashville for the Amazon headquarters. I toured the GM Saturn plant in Spring Hill near Nashville some years ago, and the tour guide said they chose that location because it's only one day's drive from like 65% of most cities in the nation. Mm, I believe that. You know, if you haven't spent a lot of time in the East Coast, it is a lot different than the West Coast. As in, you, you drive for a day and you go through nine states and like 15 cities you've heard of. It doesn't on as opposed to the West Coast where you can drive all day long and you're still in the same state. Right. <laughs> um, hmm. Oh, you guys noticed that that uh, scumbag dad, the dad of the 13 kids that were locked up, has the same hairstyle as a Sandy Hook shooter? He does. If I ever see someone on the street with that hairstyle, I'm getting away from the crazy bastard. All right. Yeah. Great, great point. You didn't think so? No. No, I did not. The significance of the fake news awards. The original story goes viral, while the retraction doesn't hardly make a blip. Of course. 
until you point this out today, perhaps. Mm-hmm. The awards allow more people to see that the original stories were bogus. I'm not sure it's still going to filter down to those people. Anyway, I found that all interesting. Oh, yeah. There are plenty of falsehoods that are repeated for centuries. Never mind, you know, on Twitter still. So uh, I'm trying to come up with ways to get my uh, youngest son out of the house. It's very difficult to do. He can go weeks at a time without leaving the house, unfortunately. I can do the same. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if it's a choice as a as a grown-up, that's fine. If it's out of uh, a fear and inability to deal with the world, it's not so great. But anyway, mm-hmm. I lured him out of the house. His brother his brother was very willing with all-you-can-eat pancakes at IHOP. Oh. IHOP started their all-you-can-eat pancakes promotion up again. The trump card. And uh, for some reason, that made his eyes light up and got him on board. Three ninety nine all-you-can-eat pancakes. Yes. The International House of Pancakes. Now, my son asked me... uh, No borders. My son asked me, my oldest son asked me what that means. I said, I have no freaking idea. (laughs) Nobody knows. They got got Belgian waffles. It's a mystery to everyone. No, it's because all the nationalities are there, and I asked to be set next to the Norwegians, not next to those asshole countries. Shizzle holes. I mean, I think that seemed pretty clear. But $3.99 all-you-can-eat pancakes, they bring you five at a time. Yes, um, my six-year-old, I, I was going to put some syrup on his pancakes for him. I said, How, you want a little or you want a He said, I want it to look like it does on TV where the where the syrup is running over the sides. Nice. Because, <laughs> you know, we don't do that at home, the big stack of pancakes. Uh, it's, it's, it's harder than it looks. It's like filling a red Solo cup without getting foam from a keg. Mm-hmm. Did you get yourself a good pour? But so, uh, yeah, but so he ate three, his brother ate four. I finished all five of mine, but I wasn't up for ordering more pancakes. <laughs> I think they come out ahead on the all you can eat. Because what's it cost to make those pancakes? A nickel? Sure. With oh, a yeah. cent's worth of syrup? Please. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's one of the great lures. And we were talking about this. Sean, you, you once ate, what, 70 hot dogs in a week. Yes. Um, hot dogs, pizza, there are a number of foods that I can just keep eating after I'm full. And even if I don't keep eating, the idea of it doesn't sound repulsive. Pancakes, no. when I'm full, the idea of another bite is repulsive. How interesting. And my son reacted the same way. He said, I can't eat anymore. He said, Dad, you got to get this plate away from me. Wow. <laughs> Genetics at work. Yeah. Do they still have the multi-syrups available there yeah, at but the they're, IHOP? They're all, they all taste like Heine, except for the maple. <laughs> what? No, I like a good fruit syrup. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy, my kids did not like the strawberry no? or the blueberry or anything like that. I thought, oh, I thought blueberry it, syrup's the best. Too much like candy for me, but mm. that's a good one. All you can eat pancakes. Same seems like a good idea at the time, like a lot of things in life. I was a little surprised to hear you'd gone for it as a man of means <laughs> and an adult, but now I get it. You're you're three ninety nine. Yeah, you can't you can't beat the cost. Oh yeah, that's got fantastic. out of there for nothing. Pancakes, etc. It's uh, kind of a play on words. Ah, uh, good point, Mitt. The waiter. Now th- th- this is interesting. Uh, I hope I don't get in trouble for this. Probably mm. will. Uh, the waiter, incredibly nice, incredibly nice guy. Got nothing negative to say about him. I only bring this up as a sociologic, social, hmm, a matter of uh, studying social sciences. Um, With malice toward none and charity toward all. He was he was a, a um, um, androgynous uh, young man, mm. very slight, had glitter on his face. Ah, it's bad for the environment, son. And uh, and painted nails. And um, and when we got home, I said, uh, did you notice the, the waiter had glitter on his face? We were talking with mom because she didn't go with us. And my youngest said, yeah, our waiter was half girl. Wow. I thought that was interesting. Wow. Just. That is interesting. Yeah. Huh. And we've never, we're not pushing any sort of 
bias on him, I don't Neither think. Neither one nor the other. You don't ask him every day whether he might want to be a girl instead. You still think you're a boy. I don't do that. No. But, but uh, you know, I'm not. No, indeed. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting. Well, my boy, who's now uh, 23 years of age, is a uh, he's a uh, a rock and roll musician in uh, the Portland area. So as, as you might guess, he, he uh, r- runs a little freaky, honestly. <laughs> but it's all right with me. I don't does he, care. Does he have glitter on his face? I'm not telling you what he's got. Was that a thing? I just I he don't know. He got stuff. No, he, not, not glitter. Glitter would be ridiculous. Well, I don't know if it's ridiculous. It's I have bad no for idea. the environment. <laughs> that aside, I don't know if that's like pretty mainstream. Yeah, I glitter d- on don't, your face. Don't put glitter on your face, son. How do you apply it? Is there a sticky substance, or do you just sprinkle it on there and it sticks to your skin? I don't know. I've you never need to buy a pixie. It. The pixie applies it. I think you <laughs> squeeze out a handful of uh, Elmer's glue. Smear that around your face like you're a third grade project. <laughs> pour the glitter on your head. And then you Good. shake your head. Exactly. Get yeah. rid of the excess. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.